Castle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Tuesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition of the Grind. Hey, Jeff, as we uh, as we come into this, man, it is uh, it's it's all discussion uh, about what what came down there there Sunday night, the last dance, the the Michael Jordan thing. Boone and I disagreed pretty heavy yesterday, and it kind of went into the day. Uh, as we talked on text messages and with others, uh, part of the grind crew, uh, big Chad Nivens tuned in, checked out. And then, uh, of course gave me his opinion. He, he of course sided with Boone. He went on the MJ side of things, but it was that whole MJ LeBron discussion and, and just be quite honest with you. It's not one that anybody's going to win, or at least in my book, it's, it's, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell for for a lot of things, but it, it did it did spur some interest. So I mean, I feel like that's a win, right? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get a little caught up with it. I didn't get a chance to watch the last dance Sunday night, so I'm trying to see what some people's reactions are and try to get a gist of what was going on. From what I'm hearing, it was kind of Michael heavy on episode one, and then Scotty Pippen heaven on heavy on episode two. So I'm trying to I'm, I'm going to try to get caught up throughout this week and get ready for Sunday night coming up. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool how they're going to do it. They're gonna they're gonna air two episodes, and then the two hours previous, they're gonna air the two that came on the week before. Yeah, so it's kind of nice. That yeah, that's also a little hard to set aside four hours in a row. What? Yeah, what? we're in quarantine of just of just the Bulls. I know, right? Now, see, I I have a luxury though. I I, I wasn't a huge NBA fan. But when I was younger, this was going on, and I was actually able to watch some of these teams. You know, I, I remember watching the Bulls and the Jazz play almost every year. I mean, I, <laughs> right. I remember this. So it, it's I have an interesting that I actually do have some memories of some of this stuff. That and it's funny because like normally we roll on things that are historic, and I don't have memory of it because it happened before I was even right. aware of sports. And so this is one that I actually do remember, so it's kind of neat. Well, and and it's it's one that you know, I, like I was telling Boone, I, I was when this thing came to an end in '98, I was 11. Yeah, I'm just saying, like I I didn't sit here and understand what I was seeing, what I what was happening was what was going to happen all the time. There was always going to be a dynasty with this one player who was really good and. And you know it was going on, but and then probably it was not the best time to be competing in East Tennessee for for a fan's love. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean you look at it, the Lady Vols were in the heyday of a three peat ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. The the Tennessee Vols, Peyton had just won an SEC championship, and then and then of course we won the ninety eight national championship. The Broncos won the ninety eight. Uh, season Super Bowl. I mean, it, it was hard pressed to oh, get yeah. my attention. Spread spread the love out. Yeah, it was hard to get me. But but you know, looking back and watching episode one and two, and you're you're exactly right. Episode one talks about 
kind of that 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 fighter that that um I don't know what you want to call it the uh the killer instinct that that Michael kind of comes with uh or came with uh one thing that really kind of like blew me away in the show and, and I don't I don't know what this is I don't know if he's having like eye trouble or what but Mike's eyes were like wow he, it looked like it hurt me to look at Michael I don't know. It's like a discoloration, like a, a thing. And I'm like, oh, that looks painful. But uh, but Mike's getting up there. Oh, you're talking about like present. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of documentary, you know, style. Sure. Mike, I mean, Mike's cool cat looking. I mean, you know, he's still bald headed, Mike. You know, he's got this little soul patch thing going. No bacon neck. And then he's totally like GM mode. Yeah. As Haynes commercials. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but he's total GM mode because there's like a little drink and like a little cigar on the side table. I'm like, hmm, you're that age, huh, they, Mike? They got him in his den. Yeah. Well, it was weird. They were in some like really cool place. Hmm. Like it was it was a green screen type thing, I think. But sure. it looked. I mean, it was like it was like a split between. Uh, I don't know, like something off of an ESPN 30 for 30 and uh, maybe American Idol. All right. There you go. Way. I mean, it was it was a it looked like he was in like an airplane hangar. It was weird. Oh wow, they staged that. Yeah, little. I mean, I hope. I hope they just. We don't <laughs> need to go in. We'll just do it right here. But uh, but no. Episode one talked a little bit about, and there were certain things that I knew. Like I knew about him getting cut in high school, and how that didn't necessarily that pushed him a little bit. I didn't know that his brother Larry was was kind of a, a great athlete as well in his family, and kind of stole the show a lot from him and and basically you know in a, in a family where there's several boys everybody wants daddy's approval right sure. and, and so larry which was his older brother continued to get that and he was pretty good so he kind of pushed michael around and pushed him down a little bit and and so he kind of had to dig out of that hole and so i didn't really know about that i knew about the the north carolina years it's always interesting to me uh, you know, because when I think Roy Williams, I think about his Kansas days, right? And and I forget that he was an assistant for Dean Smith at North Carolina. Yeah, I I remember the high school. I remember him getting cut, and I remember the stories from North Carolina, and then uh, of course the Bulls and yeah, yeah, doubles, yeah, doubles. So yeah, and I didn't realize he was such a a mentor. Well, probably not a mentor. Probably like a corral guy. Like he was probably the circus clown for Dennis Rodman. I mean, he kept he kept it in front of him. You know that was. They said if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman would have been in prison. It's it's funny that you bring up Rodman because yes, the Bulls were great, and yes, Michael Jordan and Pippen and all them. But the reason I liked the Bulls, Did you like Rodman, was because of Rodman. I love. Do you like the hair? I, it was all of it. It was part of it. It yeah. was. It was the and the thing was. I mean, but he wasn't bad though. He was still good. He was a great player. He his rebounding skills were fantastic, and and I think that was one of the reasons that I liked the Bulls so much was, and and I was a Pistons fan, you know. So it was, you know, that was an easy transition from you know Pistons to the Bulls. I'm trying to think of what Pittsburgh team is up. Nope, there. You, none. There's no NBA team. At really? all, and absolutely will not root for anything Philadelphia. So, no Celtics. That's on the other side of the state. 
I'm just saying. No. He's still I, I it, For me, growing up, it was – I just liked the Bulls. Oh, Jay Ward's a big Celtics fan. He is a Celtics fan. That's right. I think Bird he's a man. huge Larry Bird fan. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he still – that came into the conversation last night. Yeah. Was Larry oh, Bird sure. was the dude. Yeah. And, and honestly, um, I think he makes a really good point. And, and kind of to bring it full circle, the, the episode one was great because it was just – it kind of laid the foundation for who Michael Jordan was, kind of brought everybody back to – this is why things got crazy with him is because he was doing things. His motor was so high. He could jump so high. He could do things that other people couldn't do. And, and, and Jay Ward, I was, I was of course, beating my drum, my LeBron drum. And here's the thing. I, I get it. And if anybody doesn't, don't, doesn't care for LeBron, just, just talk me into it. Just give me a call, 865-983-4310, and we'll flat talk it out. We'll, we'll get it going. But uh, uh, I have my opinions, and everybody else does as well. Uh, but Jay Ward made a really good point. He said, you know, he, he said you can toss Kobe, you can toss LeBron. He said you can toss, you know, Bird, Magic, Isaiah, anybody you want to in this mix. And some days this guy's good. Some days that guy's the best. But most days Michael's the best. And, and, and I can – I can parlay that a little bit because, you, you know, I, I, I'm not even in the discussion of saying, like, my opinion is is who is the greatest is mine. But I'm totally fine. It's just like the Peyton conversation. I just want him to be on, on the list. I want, I want the Mount Rushmore to be there. I don't care who sits far left, who sits far right, who sits in the back. I don't just be on the list. And, and that's where the, the, the kind of dis, disgruntled side comes in. But, but honestly um, – I think that's a really good point. Like, if you if you said, you know, who's the better defender? Well, I'm probably going to go Michael. If you say you got one shot to take, you know, from long distance, I would argue that point. <laughs> if you say, I need somebody to, to go to the hole. I need somebody to, no matter, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaq, or whoever's standing down there, I got one time to go down there. I'm taking LeBron. I mean that's just point blank. It's according to who, which refs I got too. That that's always going to dictate that. But <laughs> so I read something funny last night, and it was I, can't, I think it was the one of Michael's early games. May have been his, one of his first games against the Celtics. He dropped sixty three. Yeah, he and did. Not, he yeah he, he broke the that little record. Not twice. one of them was a three point shot. It was all inside the paint. Right. Close, close quarters. Well, Isaiah Thomas, you, you're a Pistons fan, so you'll appreciate this. Isaiah Thomas is on my side. Like, he doesn't know it, but he is. See, I like Isaiah Thomas. So, he he picks with me. He sides with me as far as when you talk about GOAT. Yeah. And there's a little bit of hatred there. Well, he likes going against the grain anyways. Well, but I, I think you'll like his point, or at least I like his point, and you're going to hear it now. <laughs> but... Isaiah said the difference is the difference is when Michael was doing his thing, he was the only one that could jump that high. He said he could jump four or five inches taller than anybody else. He was just he played above the rim and nobody else could get there. It was that dynamic. He said in today's league, everybody plays above the rim. You know, and that's a fair point too because it's a decent point. You can make that correlation almost anywhere that people technology is changing. 
people are going to get bigger, stronger, faster. And so, you know, if you look at that one person that's training a little different than everyone else, the output's going to be a little different. So if if Michael's that person, right? You know, and, and then you have just sheer athletic ability. Well, and yeah, things things fall in place. I mean, Tetris is a thing. Like well, life, Tetris is and, a thing. And this is one that I just recently caught. You know, saw was the you don't know Bo, and and Bo Jackson. Watch that one. I did. It was awesome. And but but there's a great example of that is somebody that can just they're an athletic freak. Mm. And does it make them better than everybody else? Well, sure, but is it because it's just because they they had that one extra notch that nobody else has, and I think Michael had that. Yeah, to coin that early two thousand songs, get on my level. Nobody could get on his yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. And, and and so my my deal is is that that's a really good point. And I I use that very often. But but my thing is 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 it's like Kareem. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Kareem, but you know why he scored a blue million points? Because he was three foot taller than everybody. Yes. It doesn't matter. There was nobody this side of a 747 jet going to stop at Skyhook. No. Like, it was – if he wanted it to go in, it was going in yep. because there wasn't, right. there wasn't anybody who could touch his elbow, let alone the basketball. No. So, anyway, I digress. There was a lot of players like that. You know, I think Julius Irving was like that. Um, they, I, I watched there's – a, there's a replay of him. He's full on out of bounds in the air. And he takes his arm and throws that ball up under the goal, and it and it the English on it banks it down in. And right. the thing is, is like, I mean, it's it, it's all legit. And it's like, who else could do that? I will tell you, watching that the other night, and I, and I hope you get this same feeling because I, you know, when you watch the thirty for thirties for for an hour or, or whatever, you can kind of click back in that sports is going on. Like yes. it's it's like your mind says, "Hey, we're we're thinking about sports, like it's happening." But when you watch, like I was watching, I think it was episode one, I think so. It, it was like his second season early on. Uh, Jordan, uh, he he breaks his foot and has that he breaks like it's a bone in his foot that can take like six weeks or twelve weeks or never. Uh, and and so anyway, the Bulls kind of go into tank mode. Like, they understand, like, hey, he's having to carry this team. He's just hurt his foot. We'll use this time. We'll do what we can. But more than likely, we're going to try to improve our draft stock here. They were not interested in playing Jordan that second season. And Jordan, and this is that killer instinct, that's that competitive edge that you can't teach. Jordan's like, you're not coaching to win this basketball game? You're not putting everything to win? I caught a little bit of that. And, and – that's something that's not in the sport today. That's why if if I have to pick one reason I don't watch NBA on a regular basis, that's it. Is because that's why college football is so great to me. Every game matters. Yes. Everything matters and every possession matters. There's no I mean back in the day there was some you, you know, I think there was a Celtics Bulls game that was like 131 to 133. I mean it happened. There were games to where defensively you know what? There wasn't a whole lot you could do. There was just too much firepower on both sides. But nowadays, I mean, I, I guarantee, I guarantee a good fundamental. If you could just match body types, a good fundamental mid-major in college would would rip an NBA team to shreds because they're just too fundamental on defense. And and you know, maybe there's no no place for that. Maybe the athletic ability doesn't allow you to be that tight. But I mean, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't know the last time an NBA team scored under a hundred. 
Oh God! Just looking at that box scores, I don't know. And and when I did, it was some it was some scrub team that you know. Well, they're just terrible. Right. They're just really bad. Like any good team, they're a hundred, 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 hundred. Yeah, I I don't I mean, care for the NBA either. Yeah, I, it's like it's like you said, and and even to a certain degree, college basketball. I think they have a lot of throwaway games in their season also because you look at some teams it's like – It's according to who it is. I think well, Kentucky, Kansas, and those guys do. I, I don't know that guys well, like Okay, Tennessee so for do. example, a great example, West Virginia. They had 10 losses this year. They're still going to make the bracket. They're still going to play in the Big 12 championship. Well, maybe not this season. But so did those 10 losses matter? It, it mattered for them not being any higher, but, you know – are you talking about any of those losses? Well, not but, really. But again, I think it's like baseball, though. It's it's all about that that exposure and that look, right? So, like in, in college football, you play in the Southeastern Conference, you play in the Big Twelve, you play wherever. There's a little bit of clout that goes with that, and then how you how you act in that environment is how you're graded, right? Sure. But like in basketball or baseball, it's a little different dynamic because. You play a ton of games, and it's really about, like, how consistent can you be? And I think, like, in basketball, like, Tennessee, the, I mean, for the last – I mean, the whole Rick Barnes era, we've played North Carolina, Kansas, or or one combination of, of, of a blue blood every year non-conference. And it, it's not because if we play Kansas, and, and you know, we're – you know, we're, we plan to beat them every year. I mean, I think that's the, the objective – but I mean, at the at those early days, that wasn't the expectation. It was exposure on that level, and how you compete versus them, even in a close loss, could shine a good light on you. And and so uh, whether that's that's good or not, I don't know. But but what I'm saying is, is I think in basketball, baseball, you're looking for consistency because you play so many games. Whereas in football, that and that's why it's my favorite. Is it? it I mean, <laughs> you play 45 minutes. That last 15 is just as important. And so I, I like that side of it. But getting back to the MJ thing, what I liked about episode one was the fact that, that it dug in deep as far as that killer instinct. Because, again, being 11 years old, Tennessee being at the height of their, their heyday in the athletic department, uh, you know, even the Titans was coming across, and I was kind of feeling that That's out right. a little bit. They had just made the switch. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the following year, they were in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, so – uh, you know, there was a lot going on here. So for me to go back and dive into that, that was that was pretty cool. And, and like I said, there, there's reasons why Michael Jordan is is thought of as that. I thought it was interesting, and and maybe it's cloudy. And you know, people want to say they had this opinion, but they're I mean, they're like, oh yeah, early on we knew, early on we knew. You might have thought. I just it just it just bugs me because you know like in the in the in the time and day that that was, I mean you had all those greats we're talking about the Larry Birds the the Magic Johnsons you you had all and and Isaiah Thomases and all, all those guys, it, it's just hard for me to believe that you're just like oh yeah like of all the historical guys that's come through, you know seventeen games into his first season I knew, no you no you did you maybe they've seen something they haven't seen before. But you don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's just too many examples. Derrick Rose. I mean, well, different guys that. Yes, he is on a trajectory that can be great, but there's a lot of things got to fall into place. Like that broken foot, that could have ended it. Well, again, to pull back to Bo Jackson, yeah. he yeah. was better than anybody has ever seen 
in baseball and football, but the hip. Mm. And like you said, he is one problem away from not being it. Well, you, you, especially it, seventeen games into his career. And when you wa- watch this this episode, so he breaks his foot, and you know he's healing or whatever, and he's ready to play. He actually like breaks away from the team because he was like so jittery, like sitting on the court. He's like, I can't do this. So he went. And he basically went behind the, the, the team's back and started playing basketball. And it was like playing, you know, until it starts hurting, and then it'd stop. And then he'd, he'd go a little longer, and then it'd stop. And then finally he got up to where he was playing like five-on-five five basketball, solid. And he comes back and says, I'm ready to play. And they check him out, and they were like, well, you know, but we'll probably, yeah, I don't know if we're going to play you. And he goes, you will if you want to win, basically. <laughs> and so he's kind of getting after it. He's doing his thing. And they're like, you know, Michael, you know, there's a 10% chance that, uh, you, you know, you could re-injure this and your career could be over. He said, but there's a 90% chance that it doesn't. See, and that's the difference. And that's the and that's the killer in there. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is the, and then they come back to him and they're like, well, Michael, but if you're saying if there was 10 pills here laying here, pain pills, and one of them would kill you, you'd take a pill. And he said, it's according to how bad that headache is. So and and but you have to look at that, and this is the way I look at it: is it plays into what he's seen his whole life. Mm. You know, from where, how many brothers did he have, and they were all looking for dad's attention. Yeah, you know that that's gonna. Well, if ten percent of my time, I'm not gonna please dad, so I got to do what I can with the other ninety. And then the same thing with you know getting cut in high school. Well, maybe that fell into that ten percent, but it was a risk. You know, he wanted to take or whatever. So. I think I think he underst he understood to a point what fleeting uh, that that moment was. Yes, he had to somewhat seem invincible, and I think that's what he did. Is he looked and 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 carried himself like Michael's going to be the the author of this fate, and we're going to go this route, and, and and it served him well. But I thought episode one was really good laying that foundation. Episode two kind of showed a little light that I wasn't totally aware of the Scottie Pippen bad deal. Uh, basically where he took less money, like maybe eight times less money um, early on in his career, like an $18 million contract for, for a long-term deal. Uh, and then as he gets better and better, they're, they're not renegotiating, they're not doing anything. And, uh, and Scotty basically, I mean, part of the, the Phil Jackson's last dance, the, the what have you with the GM and stuff, uh, Scotty was, was very much involved in that uh, – chink in the armor the uh the falling of that dynasty that was the 90s bulls yeah it, it was it was kind of weird you know of 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 a guy who probably i mean he was the robin to michael's batman like the whole time see and this is the stuff that i'm going to be interested to see is because i did you know like you mentioned it as a, you know, as a kid we never saw this side of it honestly i i can't tell you when i realized that they actually like had contracts right exactly. i just thought it was like dad they just gave him money at yes. the end of every week and see for me you know i watched these teams and i you know i watched the and i just oh well carl malone is on the jazz jordan is on the bulls and that's how it will be and that was how it will always be but but looking back that's kind of a fun conversation because i I didn't. I, I just thought, you know, well, Dad chose to work at at the food plant, sure, and Michael chose to play basketball. Yeah. Like that's that's how that worked out. Like I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that just tells you where I was as a child. But and and now knowing what I know about how contracts work and about how the business side of it is, I'm eager to see this 
and understand what was the part that blew this team apart. Well, I, I think it was a lot, like just in two episodes, and there'll be ten. And again, it's on ESPN every Sunday night, two hours, uh, nine nine to eleven is the new episodes, and then they'll air the previous two from six to eight or six to nine or seven to nine. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyway. The deal of it is, is it was a multi it was a multifaceted deal. There was a lot of pieces that had to fall. Like basically, it all kind of the 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 crack started when Michael broke his foot, like in in '86 or something, and and the way the front office dealt with winning or the winning culture or how they were going to carry themselves put the chink in the armor with Michael to the to the to the organization. And then when they came in in 98 and told Phil Jackson, whether you win 82 games or two, you're out. Like, this is your last season. Just be ready for it. Kind of behind closed doors. Uh, he labeled the season the last dance. Uh, Scotty was on the last year of his deal, and he kind of waited and had that surgery at the beginning of the season and, and had to sit out early in the year to kind of throw the, the chi off, if you will. Uh, they had moved some pieces. Da 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 da. Rodman's not, you know, not there. Da 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 da. It's uh, you can tell that the dynamic it was uh, it was boiling to a fever pitch. You know what I'm saying? You two episodes in, you can see that this thing's going to swirl, and and we'll gain a deeper understanding of what that looks like. But I think Michael it, it exposed a lot of 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 passion for Michael, and, and for those who watched him, you probably you probably saw that. For my generation, it's going to be really good. Uh, to open that door and, and you know you never know five weeks from now i might have a different opinion you never know but uh jeff let's take a break listen to these great sponsors when we come back it is nfl draft week there's some things coming on some stats coming out and some things that i think are uh, uh are a are a downfall to the time these these reporters have i think there's a lot of stories out there dissecting things that shouldn't be dissected and and digging deeper then we need to dig. We'll talk about the Wonderlick test. We'll talk about how people scored and what that means. We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At The Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. This announcement from the Knox Area Rescue Ministries. Carm Stores is taking action to protect donors, customers, volunteers, and team members amidst the COVID-19 situation. In accordance with Executive Order 23 by the Governor of Tennessee, all donation centers and retail operations are closed until the order has expired. Please keep all your items for donation until our donation locations are able to reopen. Your continued support is essential to helping us continue to serve the homeless and those in need in the Knox area. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, talk a little bit about NBA. And, and you know, if you if you listen to this show much at all, people should know that's a that's a rare occurrence. So the, the last dance has really elevated the NBA for us. And, and you know, it, it, it drives questions, you know, about the greatest of all time because that, that seems to be – like especially in maybe the last two or three years, that is like the thing. Like, who's the goat? Is it Peyton? Is it Tom? Is it is it LeBron? Is it Michael? Is it is it whoever in the hockey? Whoever else in the hockey? Who you know? And and that's why I don't have names because I don't watch hockey. For hockey, you're going to look at either Gretzky or Lemieux. Well, period. Gretzky's gonna he's going to be the greatest just because of his first name. Not Wayne. I mean, there's there's some really good Waynes. There's Wayne Gretzky. There's Bruce Wayne. Uh, there, there's that's another. true. I mean, that is true. It just it seems to fit in in great spaces. Yeah, yeah. This not being one of them. See, I, <laughs> I I give it to Lemieux, really? but I have my black and gold glasses on. Like Lemieux just sounds like it smells bad. Well, see, it's Le- like a Lemieux. If you yeah, if my. if you look at the way that Lemieux is spelled, it's that's a hockey name. Is it like Lamokes or whatever? Yeah. Like if you it's, if you sounded it's, it out, it's if you looked at it phonetically, it would be like oh Lemieux. There's consonants <laughs> in there that don't belong. So, <laughs> wow. That, again, <laughs> like like this is must must listen radio because we 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 talk during the break and we kind of lead up and then the mic comes on and <sighs> we fall off the wagon. But anyway, uh, NFL drafts Thursday night. 
for all however that's going to go and i saw a little bit of uh, john elway's little pre-draft discussion where he sat up in his living room and there's a green screen behind him if it looks like that it's going to be terrible it's going to be comically <laughs> terrible because it was like it was like the screen was superimposed but it looked like john was superimposed oh goody weird which john in his later days maybe should be superimposed <laughs> I mean, boys, boys looking do, like he's do been a through a little bit. version of him and do a voiceover. Yeah, what we call them, emojis. Yes, is that a thing? A emoji. Yeah, but yesterday they they come out with this article and 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 I'm kind of I'm kind of showing and you know I sent it to you and and the greatest thing about about Jeff and I's discussion is is we talk about anything and a lot of times we learn something in our in our discussion to get ready for a show. Uh, like Wonderlick test. How I've heard of Wonderlick test like a long time, but little did I know about it. Right, I knew it was yeah, a quarterback kind of test. It was a decision making kind of test. But anyway, yesterday they come out with this uh, Pat McAfee show. Hasselback had kind of put out there. They discussed it uh, about the the Wonderlick test scores from a quarterback, Jake Fromm, and, and the ideal score is a twenty five. You should be aiming for a score of 25 or higher. Jake Fromm was at 35, Joe Burrow 34, Jordan Love 27, Justin Herbert of Oregon 25, Jacob Eason 23. And then these two are the ones that really got hung up is Jalen Hurts 18 and Tua Tagovailoa 13. I have Does that mean he got 5 points better when he went to Oklahoma? <laughs> I think, and this is just me spitballing my opinion, because I, I had never heard of this test. I mean, I, I think I've heard of it, but I knew nothing about it. And then yesterday, you and I kind of conversed. I did a little bit of searching on it. You kind of provided me a, a platform also. And I looked at some of the questions. And some of the questions, they're, they're very word problem related. It's very <laughs> much of you have 10 of this, you take away two of these, how fast is the wind blowing? <laughs> and it, it, it's a lot of questions like that. And so you can think about it, and you can come to an answer, and probably the right answer if you give it enough time. But I don't think that's the point. Hmm. I think the point is, can you do some kind of relation to get a quick answer and make it correct? Because I, I did a couple of that. Do you, do you remember – I can't remember what game show it is, but it's like you have a bank of time. You have like 90 seconds. And you've got like 10 questions you've got to get through. So in, in reality, you've got nine seconds of question, right? Yes. But whatever, like like your advantage comes in what you have remaining at the end of the question. Right. So I'm wondering if that's not kind of this dynamic. But here's what I keep going back to. And this is this, is this whole discussion is, is why you have all the information you need right in front of you as a coach. How do you play, you know, if it's Joe Burrow. I think Jalen Hurts is probably the most dynamic in this book because, you know, he played at Alabama and he played at Oklahoma. How did he play against Texas? How did he play against Auburn? How did he play against whoever he played in the SEC championship? How did he play in the in the playoff? I don't care if he can read. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those deals like if he can process information, learn, and then execute, that's what I need, and and maybe I'm looking at it from from the wrong perspective. I understand you the the face of a franchise. You've got to have a certain little bit of something, but then at the same rate, I'm like, you're hiring him to be a quarterback, not an accountant. Well, I don't I don't think you look at this wonderlick thing like like it's an academic 
level. I think, to me, what this is telling them is who who is relying solely on their athletic ability and who maybe has both sides of that game. Because, and, and it may be the reverse. Who has it all the way upstairs and maybe doesn't have the athletic ability? Well, see, I think Jake Fromm's in that book. Uh, now, he, he may be the next Drew Brees. He may be a smaller guy that can make it happen. But to me, Jake Fromm scored the highest on this test. And, and I don't know that I take him in the first round. And if you look, I'm going to tell you right now, based off of this order that we see and what we've seen them do, I look for the Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason. I look for those three quarterbacks to probably be your longer longevity quarterbacks in the NFL who are going to do okay. I look at Jalen Hurts and Tua as probably flash in the pans. Well, Tua's going to go to, to Miami, so uh, he <laughs> – yeah, it's, it's I look be, at Jake Fromm and Joe Burrow to be the best backups they can be. See, I'm I'm really I'm really torn on Burrow because a lot of people ask me, they're like, "Do you think he's really that good?" I, I don't know. I I feel like we, we I, don't. And that's I've had two years' experience with him at LSU watching him. Year one, I didn't know if he was actually lacing his own cleats, <laughs> and, and then year two, he was phenomenal. So I mean, you know, you take the middle ground, and maybe he's pretty good. I think he has it. I love the fact – I don't know if you heard yesterday, but uh, Boone and I talked about he, he's contacted Peyton about what it's what it's like being number one, what it's like going in, in to a up, you know, kind of a, a, a battered and beaten franchise, you know, what that come out looks like, what the, what the rookie season to expect. There's some different things he asked that makes me think he's thinking about it and, and that he's, he's, an, he's intellectual. And that's why he scored so high. Yeah. Because he is a thinker, and that's good. The problem is, is he going to overthink it? Is well, he going to think too much? And, and the thing is, is, is Peyton, I thought, did a great job of breaking that down and really ripping into to the bare bones of it. He said, you he know. He picked a good one to talk to. Well, and, and I love how, you know, he didn't call Tom. But uh, but I guess, you know, Tom was a six-round pick, so it's a little different dynamic. It's, yeah, it's apples, squashes. Yeah, he went and played for a you know, Drew Bledsoe led team that had just been to the Super Bowl like yeah. two years previous. He didn't go to any broken steaming no. piles of trash. But uh Peyton Peyton gave him the, the he gave him full full availability to break his uh rookie interception record. Uh he said go ahead and do that, twenty eight. Uh and then he uh, he'd have to throw twenty nine. But uh but anyway, uh and, and but but I thought he made it really he made it really simple for Joe. He didn't say, you know, you've got to go in there and you've got to you know, you've got to understand all these different dynamics and da 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 And he probably got a little bit more detailed than the, the article read. But he said, the biggest deal is you got to understand that, that clock. You know, how much time do you have? How quick are those defensive backs? What gap are you allowed now? Because it's going to be different than college. You know, when do I need to rip it to where he can't jump the route? I mean, th- those are the things you got to figure out. And, and that's – you can watch a lot of film and you can get a good idea, but it's going to be a, a feel and function in the game and, and how that works. So I thought that was good. That made me think highly of Joe Burrow. But again, I mean, it's the same old game, you know, like like uh, Eli Manning's a good example. You know, Eli Manning goes one overall. Do you think Eli has two Super Bowls if he went to the Chargers where he was drafted? The Chargers drafted him one and he refused to play for him. I don't think so. I just I don't think they had they would have never had the defense he had in and, in, and the in reason I don't think so is because I think with Philip Rivers they got 
a similar talent level quarterback, maybe even a little tougher mm, quarterback. Tougher, absolutely. And they couldn't put the pieces around him to win. Whereas if you look at the front office for the Giants, well, it, they they knew you get a good defense, you don't have to be that good on offense. Yes, and and, and then they were still good. I they think had if, if, and the, those guys. if the roles are reversed, I think Philip Rivers has two Super Bowls, and I think Eli is currently going to be playing for the Colts. But so so <laughs> that's the dynamic I always put in there. I mean, it's like Drew Brees. I mean, put I always. He's a guy that I'll always come back to because when he was at the Chargers, I was like, wow, this guy probably needs to just sell insurance or something. Like, this guy needs to do something else because he's just going to get beat up right here and he's not going to amount to a whole lot. And then he gets traded to the Saints. Sean Payton gets a hold of him and the rest is history, right? They've been really good for a really long time. It's, it's all about who pairs up with who. Well, I mean, like Archie Manning. Like, you're telling me back in those days, if Archie Manning would have went to the Steelers – if Archie Manning would have went to the Colts, if Archie Manning would have went to a lot of different places, he wouldn't have been successful. But no, he went to New Orleans, loved his time with the Saints, but they were really bad. Yeah. And so he took a beating for a few years and got out. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is Joe Burrow, all of these all of these young quarterbacks, they can have all they want upstairs. They can have all the athletic ability they have, but it's about how they convert. Because right now, they're, they're, they're at that next tier. You know, when they left high school, they were the premier high school player in the country, topped out at the high school level. They went into college at the the freshman level, the lowest of the low. Expectations were aspirations at best. And then they've elevated to a draftable player into the NFL. Same same dynamics going to happen here. And just do they have enough steps left on the staircase? to get them to a great status. We'll, we'll find out. But I, I think a lot of this time, this quarantine, uh, you know, time that we've had has really my, – my father-in-law uses this phrase, analyzing is paralyzing, and believe me, I, I can vouch for it. It's a thing. Uh, but I think sometimes these quarterbacks, you know, it's about how they interview. It's about how you feel like they're going to fit in your system. It's about how the head coach feels like you're going to fit in his system. And, and then, and then, quite frankly, can they lead your franchise? Uh, I think uh, you know how how they how they put you know ten blocks together in twenty seconds uh, doesn't win a Super Bowl. I don't think that that list right there is going to affect the draft one bit. Yeah, I think it's just commentary. Honestly, I think it gives. Yeah. I, I think people. It's maybe a cause for concern with Tua and Jalen because I mean you look at Jalen Hurts. He's a two time SEC Player of the Year. Uh, he's he's a Big Twelve champion. He's a SEC champion. He's he's a national champion. Uh, he he's a he's decorated to say the least in the college ranks, and 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 then he scores low on that test. I think that that debunks the test right there. Yeah. But then Tua, Tua, some more question marks than maybe answers uh, with his injuries, with his inconsistency. Uh, but the talent, the 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 ceiling's really high for him. Uh, I think it just it, it puts some commentary out there that that you can bang around for for hours and hours, and they'll well, they'll do that between now and Thursday. Yeah, and I I think to me it's this is just the test that's the flavor of the month. Hmm. You can put anything in front of them, and how are they going to score? And say that oh well, well this is this is a measure of their aptitude. <laughs> you I mean you can put anything in front of them. If if you look does. It, if you were to look at that list, who would you want for the Steelers? If I'm looking at this list, who do I want for the Steelers? 
I mean, you you got to take Burrow off the list because he's one. He's going to yeah. the Bengals. I, I am still sticking with I, – I I like Justin Herbert a lot. but He's I, just a big dude. Yeah. And I don't think he'll be there. And and so if I'm thinking – if he's there, I want him. But I don't think he is. I think it'll be Eason. And I think – and I, I don't know. If he is still around when the Steelers are picking in the second round, I think we'll take a, Jason, uh, uh, a Jacob Eason. I think we will. I think it's I think it's a good pick. Uh, I, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bother me how how these people score. Like like with the with the Broncos, I'm in a little different position because Drew Locke's so young. Uh, I think they're going to ride with him. They're going to get him some protection early on. So I don't think the Broncos are in in the running for a quarterback. But but a team that I think is in the running for a quarterback, the Titans, and we'll see oh, yeah. how they shake this thing out. What they do with this, and uh, and if the Wonderlick makes their judgment change a little bit. I hope not. I hope not. I doubt it. But, uh, but Jeff, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, Start Bench Cut, a pretty interesting addition. Uh, we've got a few that carried over from yesterday. Boone, uh, Boone, we, we went a little long on our first two topics, so had to cut the, the SBC down a little bit. But uh, we'll come back, do a little Start Bench Cut. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural Americans are the heartbeat of the nation. Work goes on at our farms, at our factories, and at our homes. Rural King is working hard to keep that heartbeat going by providing the essential items you need to feed your families, your pets and animals, and yes, the nation. We are partnering with the government to ensure Rural King is a clean space for our associates and our customers. So together, we can keep the heartbeat of the nation pumping. God bless you from your friends at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, 
visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios at Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Start bench cut, Jeff, as we as we ride this last 10 minutes of the show out. Uh, talk a little uh, – we're going to stay with the unis. I mean, I feel like that's kind of been our – It's like we get a new one every week. Yeah, we've stuck with it. Uh, th- we got two new ones this week, Indy and New England. See, I didn't see Indies. So, I mean, it's Indy. So I mean they they they're not going away from the horseshoe they're not going away from the white helmet but they did some cool things like that you know how the their Colts logo used to be like very cowboy whatever yeah so they 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 went better to that they went more of like an impact font and then uh they have a C now uh that is the the inner part of the C is the state of Indiana cuz it's, oh, okay. it's like their 30th year in the in the state it's All interesting right. You'll have to check it out. But I'm trying really, to find it right now. Really very minimalist differences with the Colts. New England. Oh, I do see it now. New England. <laughs> and you know my love affair with the movie The Replacements. Yeah. They got ever closer to the, the, the Sentinels. Washington Sentinels. Yeah. Now, okay. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm not, and it's totally like, if you look at the Bucks, I mean, that's a full-blown fix. You look at the... You look at the Browns, and it's it's really not. It's it's like a move a stripe from horizontal to vertical, and, and they're done. And that's kind of what I thought the New England deal did. Like these two, as as explosive as the FUBU jerseys for Atlanta, or the uh, <laughs> or the uh, the Tampa Bay going back to their Super Bowl days. The indie change was so minute because I mean it's literally. Like they're gonna change the little thing in the in between their eyes on their helmet, and then they're gonna like the Colts on their jersey will be in a different font, and that's it. Like it's like you you could have oh and, and their font on their jersey is gonna go a little throwback. I forgot that. Like it's gonna be more of the 
you know, instead of just a straight block font, it's going to kind of have the leaders on the mm-hmm. on the top and bottom. And that's cool because, I mean, it, it looks Colt, cowboy, yeah. horse, the whole deal. So anyway, but so this week was a little lackluster if you if, – if, I mean, that's probably putting it lightly. So we got Indy's new unis. We got the the Washington – I mean, the the New England Patriots uh, (laughs) uniforms that was really – honestly, if I was going to go back, I'd go back to those Drew Bledsoe's that had the red and the blue offset. They're they're signaling the end of an era is why they did this, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it is a fresh start, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we'll see how that that necessarily shakes out. But I do like the all navies. They they showed a version of it all navy. Uh, and, it ain't bad. And the thing is, is I I can't stand them. Yeah. But I actually do really. Lo- I really I feel can, like I, I can't really say it. I really feel like from this point though, I I could I could appreciate them. I like them. They look like, good. I want them. Like here's the thing. I want them to be good this year. Oh, I don't want them it, to be good. I no, just like their uniforms. I no, I want them to be good because it validates my opinion. Ooh, ah, well, see? see, that's hard because I have such a disdain for them that I want to see them do bad, and I want to see thirty interceptions. And no, I just need them to be good for two years, then they can be horrible for the rest of their life. They can make the Browns look good. I don't <laughs> care, but they just need to be good for a couple years to where I can say, see, it doesn't matter. You can, you can put the next closest cab driver in at quarterback, and it's going to work. But anyway, I digress. I'm with you. But yeah. so, so this week's start bench cut, I guess people were wondering if we're ever going to pick something. Uh, start <laughs> bench cut, Indy's new uniforms, New England's new uniform, or the field of new uniform selections. That would be the Rams, the Chargers, the Bucks, the Falcons, and is that it? So our choices are Indy, New England, and the field. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'll start the field. I'll bench Ah, oh, this is tough. I I'll bench Indy and I'll cut New England. And even though I just said I like New England, it goes back to that I can't stand them. So if I cut them from existence, you don't know how hard this was for me to even put this on start bench cut because <laughs> I hate the earth safe. Well, I, hate's a hard word. Hate's a hard word. I dis I dislike and think they make poor decisions. The Ursa family, the way they cut Peyton, yeah, the yeah. way they could have just given him one more year, he'd have probably retired. He probably wouldn't have had the second Super Bowl, but he could have, you know, been respected and and been a Colt. Blah blah blah. So anyway, I'm going to start the field as well, just because I think Tampa did a knockout job uh, with their uniforms. I think the other ones didn't, but I think Tampa wins it for me. Uh, See, I'm a chaotic guy, so I like seeing the dumpster fires out there. Well, so if and, they look bad too, even better. And I think the Browns look better than what they had. Like I said, there's not a ton you can do with it. Your your team name is the Browns and your colors orange. I just feel like that's a little bit of a whew, that's a tough. signal of their entire history. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so I'm gonna start the field. I'm gonna bench the 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 Patriots. Okay. Because I'm a big replacements fan. I like the Sentinels. So yeah. I feel like they went towards something I like. And then I'm gonna cut the Ursay. Uh, the the double eyes, the Ursay idiots, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut those guys because they really I mean honestly it wasn't the changes they made weren't worth replacing the jerseys, I mean just quite frankly so I I, I go against that. Uh, next one on the the list, Thin Mints, Samoas, or Tagalongs. If those who aren't haven't hooked in, those are all Girl Scout cookies. And if I'll, I'll be okay if if those three aren't your favorite. If if there's one one of those outliers like you like a Triscuit or something, uh, you can throw that in there. Samoas are the coconut one, right? Yeah, yeah, those are nasty. Really? So, 
You're not a Samoa guy? Dark Tagalongs, bench thin mints, and cut Samoas from the planet. You cut Samoas. Like, I, don't I like feel coconut. like it, the, those fans you had are gone now. Uh, I'm making new fans. Do you know you can you, just just shameless plug for Dollar Store? You know they uh, they got a Clover Valley brand of cookie, and they have every Girl Scout cookie. It's not called Girl Scout cookie. It's called like coconut stripe or something. But this is where we get the, exactly, the Girl Scout wars. They're exactly they're gonna the same. Wage war with Dollar Tree now. Yeah, it's Dollar General. Oh, Dollar, DG. They're going to yeah, go after. It's DG. actually a dollar seventy nine a box actually. <laughs> but uh, so you you started tagalongs, cut or bench thin mints and cut Samoas. Yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost like immediately reversed. I'm gonna start Samoas, and I'm not a coconut guy, but I just feel like it's like they're like Pringles. You have one, and you're like, I gotta have another one. As soon as I get that mm. wax coconut stuck in my teeth, I don't want no more. Well, see, you gotta have good milk. You gotta have, I mean, there's, there's like a, a series, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna bench tagalongs, and then I'm gonna cut thin mints, just because I'm not a mint guy, and I think you can go to Olive Garden. And get their little mints <laughs> at the end, and, and it's very similar. That's funny. Uh, so that's that's going to be me. Um, three is the draft stats. Which one kind of means more to you? 40-time, Wonderlick, or other? And and just kind of give a little brief because we're, we're kind of running close on time. I'm, I'm going to probably start the 40-time, even though it doesn't – I don't think it carries the weight that it used to anymore. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to bench – other and when I say other, I'm thinking like how high can their vertical jump be? Mm. Um, where they you know they touch some things, how far can they jump? I think those things really factor in. And then I'm gonna cut the wonder lick just because I don't think it affects anything. I think it gives you a little bit of insight on athletic ability, brain ability, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, I, I think it, it is probably closer to the movie Wonder Lust than it is actually yeah. helping somebody in the NFL draft. I'm gonna start other. And it's from what I went back to. It's how you play against your biggest rivals. It's how you play yeah. in the biggest moment. That's what is is biggest for me. Forty time will be on the bench, and then Wonderlick gets the cut. Because, yeah. like I said, uh, I, I think you look at it down the the course of history. I'd love to see how Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, etc. And then I'm pretty sure that uh, Roger Staubach probably didn't take a Wonderlick test, but probably not. Anyway, way, uh, that's how I'm gonna sit with it. Here's the next one: movies. Scarface, Casino, Goodfellas, all Robert De Niro flicks, all pretty much mobster movies. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start Casino. I'm gonna bench nice. Scarface, and then I'm gonna cut Goodfellas. And honestly, all three of them are really good. That's just a preference of which order I like. Did you in. cut Goodfellas? Yeah, nah, I'm gonna go with the same. I, I like Casino was one of those first movies that I watched that I was like, oh wow, he died. Yeah, like, it was one of those whoa. And, uh, and and Scarface I, it used to be one of my favorites. I actually have the platinum edition that counts the number of uh, f bombs, which I feel like is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's 478 for anybody who's interested. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And but at the same time, I think it muddies the water a little bit. I'm like, come on, man! You just don't have to say that about a hot dog or about <laughs> about parking your car. I mean, it's just come on, dude. So park. so anyway, <laughs> Casino, Scarface, Goodfellas is a good order. And then here's the last one, and we've got about a minute. Tebow, RG3, Johnny Football, all Heisman Trophy winners, all running quarterbacks, all didn't cut it in the pros. So I'm going to start Tebow. I'm going to bench RG3, and I'm going to cut Johnny Football. Um, and I don't, I don't think Johnny Football ever had the mindset, period, to play in the NFL. Um, I think he was a party boy, and he tried to do it in the NFL, and it failed. Um, and I think you can you can make that correlation with uh, 
John, uh, not Johnny Means, uh, Baker Mayfield. Ah, yeah. Because I think D- Baker Mayfield, he's proving that you can you can play good in college and NFL and be a running quarterback and still be decent. Um, Tebow, I think he had all the talent in the world. I think he just he has weird weird mechanics and he couldn't get past it. Well, and and yeah, Tebow Tebow's first inclination was to run. I, I like your order. I'm gonna go Tebow then RG3, and then cut Johnny Manziel. You know, when he's ready to play football, he's ready to go. But when he's not, he's a turd. So that's where we're at. But that's the Tuesday edition on the grind. Don't miss Jason Swain, top of the hour. But you've listened. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.